0: Don't Start a Band, podcast episode number four. I'm going to start with some Backseaters dates that we have coming up. On October 5th, we'll be playing at Solid Grounds Coffee House. It's an acoustic show and it's a free show. So come on down and enjoy some acoustic coffee house vibes with the Backseaters. On October 14th, we'll be playing at Herman's Hideaway, and that one is a benefit show for Colin and Patrick. Uh, The proceeds from that show will be going to Patrick's family for his medical bills and to Colin's family as well. Today, my guest is a singer-songwriter from Colorado. She was uh, on the UMS lineup this year. For those of you who don't know what that is, it is the Underground Music Showcase. It's a pretty big deal in Denver, Colorado. And she is the Platinum Music Ambassador with Youth on Record. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what that means, but you bet we're going to find out. Everybody, please welcome Bailey Elora. Cue the music! Ooh. coming you're to welcome. the Don't Start a Band podcast episode number four. Uh, why don't you tell me and the viewers slash listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh gosh. Let's go from the top, from the beginning.
1: Intimidating, okay. Um, what was
0: it like being a year old?
1: You know, it was hard. Don't remember much. <laughs> yeah.
0: You really don't have a voice when you're no. a year Okay, you can start a little
1: bit after that. Um, So I guess I've been singing since I was like, well, since I was a little kid, but I guess I started actually doing it when I was like eight. I was in a children's choir for a play up at UNC, and then kind of from there I just continued on, and then um, I didn't start getting serious until I found Youth on Record about two years ago. Okay. And then from there it's just kind of like, shut off.
0: See, I have genuinely, since we started talking since you got here, I have avoided asking what youth on record is, because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I am officially asking what is youth on record.
1: Oh gosh, okay, I don't know like that. Hopefully I'm
0: not the only person that doesn't know what it is.
1: You're not. Um, they're slowly growing so more people know about them, but, uh. I don't know, like the official, like this is what we are. So I'm just gonna explain to it how I've experienced. Yeah. Um, they go into the the Denver Public High Schools, and um, they like, I guess they help kids graduate, and so it's they give them other alternatives. Okay. To be able to graduate, like music classes and poetry, and they have like their um, their partners, their mm-hmm. music partners that come in and teach the kids. But then also, like, I found them through Open Lab. What and um, so it's on Saturdays and Fridays during the school year. And then I think they do Wednesdays as well during the summer. Um, you can go in and you can schedule for, I think, an hour of free recording time. Okay. And so... Wow. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a really cool. Thing. It is so nice. Um, I recorded there um, for an entire summer. Um, and then I was picked for a real rock star award from there,
2: okay. which
1: that's kind of like showing their appreciation to the kids that they see have gone above and beyond and have worked really hard. Yeah. And so I've met some really cool people through there as well. Like um, it was originally started by the Flowbots, and so it was originally um, okay. flowbots.org. And then they're also about to have their 10 year anniversary,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, like gala on October 13th. And so. It's, nice. it's really cool. I don't really know more to explain. But. So
0: basically they give credits to kids who are trying to graduate high school? Yeah. But also they're just an all-around...
1: Like they're just...
0: Yeah. Sounds like cool organization. Yeah. And uh, is that where you've done most of your recording?
1: Is um, with them? My one song that I have out, I recorded the entire song there. Okay. Aside from a few... Um, different instruments that got recorded at um, my co-writer's house. Because okay. he's got a studio in his basement. But they have like, they have a really nice studio there. Are and you it's- saying
0: that this one's not nice?
1: No, like this is, this is cool. I like it, <laughs> okay. but like, it's like s- state of the art. It's yeah. cool. They've got a really nice board and any instruments you'd want. I'm pretty sure they even that. have a rain stick, which is pretty cool.
0: Nice. That is cool. Yeah. So uh, you have one song recorded? I do. Is it online somewhere? It
1: is. It's on, I think, everything. I know for sure Apple Music and Spotify. Okay. Um, I haven't checked anywhere else. Just, yeah. I don't know why. I probably should have, but I haven't.
0: <laughs> see, that's how I am is when we put something out, I will Google search it every single day to see where it's at. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's just the kind of person I am. Yeah, I'm but, pretty uh, sure
1: it's on everything. I don't know if, yeah. if it's on Tidal. I've been asked if it's on yeah. Tidal, but I have no idea.
0: Is that the new one that's it's like... It's like
1: by Jay-Z or something. I think. That would
0: explain a lot. You know, funny thing about that is I was going to listen to Jay-Z today and I looked it up on Spotify and none of his like albums by himself, like Blueprint and the Black Album, isn't on Spotify. Yeah, I
1: think he only has them on, like, I think Pandora and then his music thing.
0: Okay. Is that the was... new one? Because I keep seeing yeah uh, ads on, like, Instagram and stuff that talk about this new streaming service that's free. Is it free? Well,
1: I don't think it's free. Okay. Like, I went to his concert when he was here in Denver at the Pepsi Center, and I got really? a cool little card that got, like, six months free. Yeah. So I, I, I think you have to pay for it. Yeah. But
2: yeah i don't
0: know i can't remember what that service is called but yeah. um, i keep seeing memes that just say uh why would you pay this much for spotify if you can do this one for free so yeah
1: i don't know i only yeah. listen to spotify if we're being honest
0: yeah <laughs> i have I premium mean,
1: i lost my premium for like a week and i yeah literally had a meltdown i was like my music
0: that's why you just get comfortable with shuffle i guess yeah <laughs> um what uh? What distribution website do you go through?
1: Um, I think I did CD Baby. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. that's the same one that the Backseaters uses. Yeah, so
1: it's the one that I heard the best like reviews on, and that yeah. everyone I know uses. So I was like, if they're all using it, I think I'll I'll stick with that. And then yeah.
0: Well, and the thing about that one is you don't have to pay monthly or yearly yeah. or whatever. So really nice. Shout out to CD Baby. Uh, so. CD baby if this is not the conversation that you want to hear how do you feel about music streaming services
1: um i like music streaming I think services i a fair question right like i like me myself as just like mm-hmm. someone that listens to music that i really like it cuz it gives you access to a lot of stuff but i also i also don't really like it cuz it the band doesn't get a lot of music and like yeah. or not music money
2: yeah
1: um and so it's mainly you have to make your Your money off of like your merchandise that you sell and so that's it's a little difficult because if you're not a big band you don't really sell a lot of merch
0: i think it's like one thousandth of a cent or something like that it's it's insane
1: yeah but i guess like i just i like like putting my music out there and i like people hearing it so i guess i'm willing to compromise for that and just work towards making money in other ways
0: yeah that's i mean at the end of the day Kind of gotta play ball yeah. when it comes to that. Do you uh, do you still buy CDs or vinyl or? Um,
1: I really like vinyl. I got a yeah. I got a um, bunch of albums for my grandma. So I have like a bunch of Black Sabbath albums. Oh wow! And Santana and um, who else do I have? I think I I just bought Halsey's, um, okay. Badlands album and. I'm, like, really cheap, so it takes me a while to buy one, but when I do, I listen to it on repeat for a good, like, two months. Yeah. So, I really like that. CDs, I don't as often just because I broke my CD player.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I normally buy them.
0: Did you know they started making some cars without CD players? I know,
1: it's awful. That's insane. You need CD players.
0: Yeah. uh, You gotta make your
1: mixtapes, put them in the car.
0: Yeah, exactly. So eventually when you um, put out like a full EP or an album, are you going to get it pressed to CDs or vinyl or anything um, like that?
1: I want to put it on vinyl, but really it'll just depend on how much money because I have so at the money. time. Oh, I know. So I've looked it up. <laughs> and like, I guess it'll just depend on how much money I'm making at the time. Cause like yeah. ideally I'd love to make enough money off my music that I can just be like, yes, let's do whatever I want. But that doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. You don't really make a lot of a music, way. like money in the music business yeah. when you're first starting.
0: Not not nowadays, but yeah. um, it sounds like the youth on record thing is helping yeah. you in that direction.
1: Definitely. They um, get me a lot of gigs. Yeah. Or at least get my name out there so I can get gigs. That which is very is... cool.
0: And even though you're out of high school now, you still get to work with them?
1: Yeah. Um, you can continue going to youth on record from about, I think, 14 to 20 now. Um, sorry, I keep looking at my dad, because he knows more than That's I do. But... We
0: have uh, Bailey's manager, a.k.a. her dad, with us today. Um, he's being the manager.
1: I so call him the dadager.
0: I literally almost sent you a message <laughs> and asked you if your dadager wanted to be on the podcast. So if you see us looking in this direction, because it feels like yeah. you know we're all having a conversation. But... Um, Sorry to let people know that you're here. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, uh, the youth on youth record. On record yeah. T- only till twenty, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of because they're trying to keep it for like the youth, and so it's kind of like, um, once you hit that age, they're hoping that you have enough resources that they've given you and stuff yeah. that you can then build off of that. Which a lot of my friends that, which it's funny, all the people that I met there, they they stopped going a year after I started and I was like where'd they all go they all turned 21 so they couldn't yeah. really go there anymore but now like some of them are um they're gonna try to come like become music ambassadors like I am yeah. and they're putting on their own shows and oh, wow. putting out their own music and it's putting on their own concerts yeah. and so it's like youth on record is really it's kind of like the the nice bridge to new things yeah
0: that sounds amazing I'm uh I'm 24. I feel pretty youthful, so maybe we could <laughs> talk to somebody there about helping me out.
1: Well, you can get your band involved,
0: which is I would better love to do that. Um, yeah, they used to have a thing. I don't know if they still do it. Uh, back close to eight to ten years ago, um, it was called uh, I think One Liquid House. And they I've used never to have Battle of, of the Bands, but uh, they did. Kind of a similar thing, I think. Um, They did stuff with musicians and skateboarders Mm -hmm. and snowboarders and stuff like that. It was really cool, but I think after you turn like 18 or 20 years old, you can't do the battle of the bands anymore. Yeah. So, but that's awesome that you got to start with an organization that kind of, you know, gives you that.
2: uh, Yeah, I'm very lucky.
1: Like, insanely. Because they like skyrocketed my career. Because, yeah. like, like two years ago, like, not a lot of people knew who I was. It was kind mm-hmm. of just, like, friends and family. And then now, like, a ton of people are just like, oh, I've heard of you. Like, they'll come up to me and be, like, at shows that, they, that they're that they at. And they're like, I've seen you before. Where have I seen you? And wow. then it's really cool to be able to, to have that. Yeah. To have boosted me. Because a lot of people don't get that kind of help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. No, that's that's a really cool thing. Is there um like can you hit them up about it or um just for other people who are listening and watching, um, can you contact them and ask to be like a part of the program or is it like uh, they have to um, reach out to you? Well,
1: youth on record it's mainly um you get involved with it if you're part of the Denver Public Schools. But if oh, okay. like you're like trying to get your band involved to help, like mm-hmm. um, being a music ambassador or something like that Mm -hmm. you just you do you can contact them like through their website and different um people that run it like andrea um i love andrea she's one of my favorites she's one of my favorite people there and she's super duper helpful and you can get in contact with her she does almost all their social media nice yeah
0: so you heard it here if you are (laughs) under the age of 20 uh contact youth on record if you want to works with some awesome musicians and sounds like play a lot of events
1: yeah and you can definitely get to learn a lot there
0: that is awesome uh so who were the musicians or bands that really got you into playing music
1: oh gosh um well first off like it's i can't really remember like the first people i listened to it's mainly just like the the music that my dad and my mom would play around the house like when we were cleaning and stuff and so it's like um i really liked The fact that, like, it was just so much fun and that it's, like, I started reading about musicians and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. But I guess some of my biggest, like, influences is, like, um, Nina Simone. I really like her. And then Amy Winehouse. We were just talking about her a little bit before we started. So jazz Um, singers. Kind of like jazz singers, yeah. yeah. And then, um, recently I've been really liking, like, Billie Eilish and, like, Halsey. And so I kind of, like, like that, um... Every musician has their own kind of like sound and thing that they do. And so that's kind of what got me started into music. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And this is something I could do. And it just kind of was like,
0: I need to do this. And you have a pretty, uh, from what I've checked out, uh, your voice is pretty jazzy. Yeah,
1: I kind of, I call it alternative jazz. Yeah. But considering I only really have one song out, nobody really knows what like mm, I sound like. So I'm excited for people to hear that.
0: Uh, if you go to at music mm-hmm. on Instagram, uh, there's some live videos. If yeah. You know. On
1: Instagram yeah. and then, um, Facebook as well. Okay. There's a lot on Facebook.
0: Definitely worth going and checking out. Uh, so Amy Winehouse, Nina Simone kind of got you on the track to singing do you yeah. also play any instruments as well?
1: Um, I played drums for a little bit in high school. Um, I wasn't that good at it. Like, I wanted to be, but I wasn't. Do you um, want to
0: hop on the kid right now?
1: Oh, gosh. That was, that was one of the things that I was like... Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to play piano and guitar at the moment. Yeah. Main, the main reason why I want to play guitar, because, well, it would make songwriting a little easier Mm -hmm. but also because my brother has this really nice acoustic electric that has got like this skull with roses and barbed wire coming out of it and it's just I want to be able to stand on stage and be like this is my guitar that would be so
0: yeah the the funny thing that I found out about um guitar and piano because like I told you I was in band and jazz band Mm -hmm. um growing up all throughout high school and stuff and to be in jazz band you have to play the marimba oh yeah and so, oh, i can play marimba too yeah okay. it's basically you know a big piano that you play with mallets so from that i got an understanding of you know piano and stuff and then i taught myself to play the guitar when i was 18 mm-hmm. um, but didn't actually start taking lessons until uh, a year ago year and a half ago and it was just crazy learning what I was playing on guitar and how well that translated to the piano because yeah. I took almost every backseater song we have and now that I know the notes I'm playing and the mm-hmm. chords, I figured it out on piano as well. So it kinda Yeah. Gives you a lot of freedom.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. I'm working on it. I'm I'm yeah. slow. <laughs> I like That's all it's- right. Very like okay, here we are, and then I move very slowly to play. Yeah. But um, I'm doing pretty, pretty okay. I can, yeah. I can write songs, so
2: yeah, that's as, a
1: start.
0: As long as the passion's there. Yeah, right?
1: I'm also not really good at multitasking, so I don't know if I'll ever actually be yeah. able to play on stage She'll and have stuck sing. with
0: the drums. That's I know. what the drums do.
1: I know. That's... I ended up quitting my band in like I think eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. But I played pretty much everything in the percussion area, and then. I was the only girl in my percussion area at the time, and so, nice. yeah, it was it was cool. But then I was like, choir. Yeah. And so I had to choose when I got up to the high school because you're limited on your electives.
0: Yeah, it which, sounds like that was the better decision though.
1: Well, yeah, it helped yeah. me learn how to <laughs> sing with groups of people. Yeah. Which I'd never really done before, so. Okay. It was helpful. a Little We're, chaotic, but.
0: Yeah. Um, were some of the first performances that you did were they all through Youth on Record, um, or have you ever had um, like booked your own shows and
1: I do both. Um, yeah. So I definitely will performed with like my high school choir and uh-huh. band and stuff, and then um, I my dad helps me book a lot of my gigs and so I've done gigs on my own more so recently, yeah. but I did I had had been doing some small ones before Ethan Record, but they kind of like launched me into it.
2: Yeah.
1: It was kind of like um, like shoving a bird out of a nest. They are like, here you go, you're ready. And I totally was, but I didn't think I was. Yeah. And so they kind of helped me push me into that. And now I'm a lot more comfortable booking my own shows, which yeah. is, is really nice because it's always nice to be able to be like, I got that gig.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's uh... – Booking shows is not an easy task. No. As you're, you know.
1: Well, especially when you you're young, they're like, you're yeah. a teenager. What are you doing? Exactly. And so sometimes you get a lot of a, you're a kid, leave. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and you end up playing. That's what I don't get about some artists who are starting out is they think that it's okay to pick and choose. Like, Every no. single show. You kind of <laughs> just got to say yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, and... I've played a lot of, like, that's a good balance. Like I've played some shows in just like people's garages. Yeah. And then I've also played shows at like Oscar Blues where it's like a legit stage and like Yeah. It's like there's a nice in between but like you have I don't
0: a show coming up there. Don't I do. You?
1: I do have yes. a show coming up there. I do one every month, except for November where we got okay. we're going to a wedding. It's
0: so. October sixth. October
1: sixth. Yep. Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues, Black Buzzard from three to seven thirty. Okay. We've got some pretty cool people playing it's a bunch of my friends it's, yeah it's bailey allura and friends and so i nice. just kind of like handpick some friends and be like yo you want to perform
2: yeah and
1: sometimes they're like dude i'm so busy i'm like God, please please <laughs> and so we finally talked andrew into doing it from a thousand miles of fire and so that kid pretty excited is awesome he's so cool it
0: was uh it was a lot of fun when i got to fill in on drums for them so
1: yeah he he's awesome i really yeah. like andrew he's really supportive and he, yeah yeah
0: He's just a super nice, super business oriented young man. Yeah, he's just so cool. He's not that much younger than me. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> um, but I would you say that that's one thing. Also, um, you. Well, one thing that I've noticed with past bands and just working with different musicians is, you have to treat your band like it's a business. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: And, and a lot of people don't understand that, yeah. which is why it doesn't work out for them.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, you've told me that you've experienced that. I've definitely experienced that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the importance behind that and knowing that, you know, like I said, it was one of the big reasons I started this podcast yeah. to kind of show people and like, talk to other people about what it's like being in a band and it's literally like working a full-time job oh it
1: is definitely (laughs) and like sometimes i think everyone needs to like if you're going to be in a band you you always have that one band that you start and you're like why did i do this because it's kind of like the band that teaches you like oh this is what we should have done yeah and like it's 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 a necessary thing it's a little hard to deal with sometimes because it can be so stressful but in yeah. the end, you, like, really figure out, like, the business-wise of it. Like, oh, I should have been doing this. I should have had contracts or yeah, whatever. You should have been breaking it up this way instead of how you were doing it. And it's it's really important to yeah. learn.
0: Well, and the importance of staying up on it and staying oh, yeah. relevant because, um, you know, I've noticed you post frequently on Facebook, Instagram. Oh, thanks
1: to my dad because I totally forget to do it all the yeah. time.
0: <laughs> but, I mean that's just one of those things if you're not posting every day or every other day you just get lost yeah. in the pile i mean because the internet instagram facebook is so vast oh yeah definitely that if you stop posting it just kind of it's like gets a black hole to the bottom just like yeah
1: once it, sometimes you post and it, it's gone
0: yeah well and that's why some bands have a hard time you know when they don't post for months mm-hmm. at a time and then they go on there and you know they may have 800 likes or something on Facebook, and they say, hey, sorry, we've been away writing, whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe 20 people see it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one thing. You need to have a manager. If you're able to have a manager, have a manager.
0: Yeah, you are it's, inspiring me to get one, for it's,
1: sure. <laughs> it's so nice because, like, then you're able to focus more on your music. Yeah. And, like, of course, you're still, like, involved in everything because, like, it's it's your thing. But, like, having a manager is that... They help with that, or they they remind yeah. you like, yo, you haven't posted in two weeks. You need to get on that.
2: Yeah. So like, it's something you would yeah, suggest to definitely a manager.
1: Up. Yeah.
2: Even the... if it's like
1: a family member that's managing it, which my dad, I yeah. my dad is my rock. He gets me yeah. a lot of my gigs. He helps me post and do everything. But mainly because sometimes, like, there's situations you may not want to do alone. Like, if you're talking to someone, you have an issue with someone, it's definitely always nice to have someone that's like, yo, this is what's going on, and help, like, with the conversation as well.
0: Well, because then it's not just all on you, because I know, personally, being the band dad... And also being the singer of the backseaters mm-hmm. is that, you know, sometimes those uncomfortable conversations, they can associate that with, with you, you. But if yeah. you have a manager that they know is the person in charge of, you know, doing business, then they know it's a business thing. And you're oh, not yeah, definitely. just a, uh, a bratty lead singer.
1: Oh, yeah. My dad's definitely had to help me deal with stuff as my manager. Because sometimes people just like, they look at you, especially because I'm just like a five foot two little 18 year old girl sometimes people in yeah. music business don't really take well, take that I'm seriously
0: six one but I have huge holes in my ears and daddy, <laughs> so I don't get taken For sure, seriously the, the
1: judgmentalness people have it's always nice yeah. to have a manager that's that helps you with that yeah and so it, it shows that you're serious like even if like you still do a, a majority of it it's always nice to have a manager there to have yeah. like backup
0: yeah you're certainly lucky because yeah uh, you know, a lot of times, and I respect the people who are going out to just manage bands, but it's hard when it's some guy who just wakes up one day decides he wants to manage bands mm-hmm. and then decides he wants 20% of everything oh, you yeah, earn, definitely. even when you're not making that much money. Exactly, yeah. Um, They still want that paycheck, so it's always awesome. And, you know, you hear about... All kinds of musicians and rappers, the people who are managing them are their friends or family members who
1: well, believe they, in Well, yeah, they so. get you. You have to, if you're, yeah. it's always nice to have a manager, but definitely don't settle on yeah. a manager. You gotta, no. like, of course he's my dad, so I can't really just be like, you're fired. But like, he, he's definitely, he understands me more than a normal manager would. Yeah. like for one with having diabetes and stuff it makes me kind of cranky sometimes and I'm always, not always a nice person to be around and he's he's like he doesn't deal with my bullshit he's like no that no we're not doing that and yeah. so
0: see that's yeah. very important
1: yeah it's it's good to have a manager that understands you and gets you and it's always nice when they're a family member or a friend
0: yeah. so be nice to your friends, <laughs> and your friends. Um, but yeah I uh, I can see how that would help Definitely. Um, Having a manager. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we've done the... You know, it's funny as we claim to have that DIY, do-it-yourself side. But the other side to that, that I think a lot of bands, you know, they advocate doing the DIY, but it's kind of because they can't find anybody to do it. Yeah. Because you can bet that if we could find somebody who... And like that's what I think is important about your situation is having somebody who believes in you and the music, as for opposed sure. to just looking for money, a paycheck. So well, because I've
1: definitely met those kind of people in the music business that have said, "Oh yeah, I want to be involved in this," and it's just been because they're like they think that I'm gonna do really well, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's cool to be like they're gonna do really well. I want to work with them, yeah. but it's completely different when it's that they're gonna do really well. I want to use them. And yeah. that happens a lot in the music business, especially when you're young.
2: Yeah. Because people think oh, yeah. you're
1: just, you're stupid. Yeah. And I, I it's a little bit more accepted now to be younger in the music business, but mm-hmm. it wasn't always that way. And so people can kind of be like, they still are sometimes, but they're like, yeah. oh, they're just a teenager. They're just, I can take advantage of them. Because yeah. they don't get exactly. what's going on. And that's not always the, tr- the like what's happening.
0: Yeah. And I always, I mean, I still feel awkward when, it's the end of the night and like if we're not the headliner i know we sold tickets i know Mm -hmm. people have been drinking at the bar all night it's still awkward for me to go up and be like "Uh, do we make any money yeah because i i know there's been shows that we've played and uh you know you ask like hey did we make anything and they just say no and then You hear the headliner band or everybody else walked out with yeah definitely something so it's it's hard being a definitely even if you don't have
1: a a, like a manager just like you just got to read up on everything you got to make sure that you know what's going on
0: yeah very important so now that we've Mm gotten the business out of the way tell me a little bit I know we were talking about it before but your writing process oh gosh (laughs) so you said that you have. Two sides to it. One of them, you write by yourself. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about writing well, by yourself.
1: It's, right now, there's two sides to it. I'm trying yeah. to learn as many ways to write as possible mm-hmm. because it's always good to be versatile. Yeah. But um, when I write by myself, it often, sometimes it'll take like maybe an hour and I've got this great song in my head and it's done and it's finished and it's great and I've got a tune and I bring it um, to either somebody else that can just put that tune into music.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's what I did with my song Must've Been the Roses. Is and then um, my co-writer helped me build it. And so that is where it comes into writing with other people for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that they help either help me like build the song off of what I already have or sometimes like I have a friend that he'll just he's like, Okay, I'm gonna play something and you're gonna sing. And that only recently started working for me and it really only works in certain times like yeah. really that's the thing with writing it's just all about the timing and
2: like you you're can't force it yeah at
1: all. you can't force writing music like you can try yeah. but sometimes the song just turns out being awful because you exactly. were not feeling it i think that's a big big part of writing with other people and myself is that i'm in a different mood no matter what and mm-hmm. so it's, you just have to be in the mood to write
0: yeah is there a certain um subject for lack of a better word like when you're writing my go-to yeah like what inspires you because you're a singer songwriter yeah you have lyrics what is um you know for me like sometimes uh for my band song vixen Mm -hmm. i woke up one day and i had no idea what that word meant at all i just thought it meant like a bad habit or something so i related yeah. it to um you know maybe like a toxic relationship and i wrote yeah. this whole song around that one word oh for sure and then i looked it up afterwards and it didn't totally apply but it well you it, know.
1: yeah sometimes music doesn't always really yeah. make sense but if, like if it makes sense to you, I'd like go for it. Yeah. But like my like my go-to whatever, um sometimes like I'll just like scroll through Tumblr and I'll see a picture and I'm like I'm going to write off of that. Yeah. So that's always fun to do. But um for like my song that I have out right now, um Must've Been the Roses. I saw a picture that somebody wrote Must've Been the Roses on it, and I just thought like one of my friends is in this super duper toxic relationship with this mm-hmm. guy, and then I just started taking a Shakespeare class and we were yeah. reading Macbeth. So I was like, it is meant to be. And so I kind of based it off of that. And so I always tend to go towards mythology or Shakespeare when it comes to writing, like right off the bat. And so sometimes that'll be just a word that he used or maybe a phrase, Mm -hmm. and I'll build off of it and I'll make a song. And then sometimes it's just life experience.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm very much a person that you have to experience things in order to write. You don't always have to experience the exact thing, Mm-hmm. but you have to experience that emotion yeah
0: at least be able to sympathize yeah with, you know relating like, stuff. yeah
1: to like i've never sure. been in a toxic relationship yeah. um relationships scare me i'm gonna be honest <laughs> love is a so. scary thing yeah and so there's your next
0: song right there love is a I scary actually thing. yeah in parentheses avoid at all
1: costs Just like foreshadowing <laughs> that's my song coming up um <laughs> But, like, I've never been in a toxic relationship. I've never experienced stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have to experience it to write off it. No, you just not. have to, to have experienced that emotion and that feeling that that person has had. And then you just, you're right.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, and I hope people don't think less of me for this because <laughs> I'm about to spout this off. But uh, I got the 50th anniversary. Or I think it was the 50th. I'm not sure what anniversary, but it's annotated Grateful Dead lyrics, Mm -hmm. and I had no idea how in depth those songs were. Oh, for sure. Because like they took things out of history and wrote songs around that. Like their song Casey Jones, um, Mm -hmm. it says, "Driving that train high on cocaine, Casey Jones, you better watch your speed." It was Casey Jones was an actual train engineer who crashed a train like yeah i don't know i just think it's
1: insane like yeah. you don't really get that until you start songwriting
0: well and i think the way you're doing it and like that idea is much more uh much more talented and um takes like i think those lyrics are better because you're not just i mean you can listen to 50,000 love songs oh, yeah. 50,000 breakup songs and pull little pieces from those, but if you find a story, or For sure. yeah, something like that, and you can write around that, that's. I think
1: incredible. I think it's more fun because yeah. like, then if people ask you how'd you write this song, you don't just go, "I wanted to write a love song." You're yeah. just like, "Okay, this is what <laughs> happened." Like, I took a class in high school, which is one of my favorite teachers in mythology, and then I took Shakespeare right after that, and I was like. Yeah. Like, mind-blown. I hadn't been able to write before that. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I would written songs, but they were, like, none that I will ever show anybody ever. Oh, yeah. I have, because like, they're just so five trash. notebooks like that. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I write insane amounts. Like, I have about 20 full notebooks right now of yeah. just random, just crap. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes, like, it's just nice to just put them together, and you know that there's a story behind that, and it always mm. makes you a little more proud. Like, I did that because, yeah. like... Shakespeare isn't the easiest thing to decipher. No. And so it's always cool to be able to say that I wrote a song based off of Shakespeare. Yeah. And some people are like, I don't understand that play at all. That's a
0: lot of and brain so it's, power. It's cool. Uh, one thing I learned from Katy Perry watching her <laughs> documentary. Is, I watched hers too. Yeah. She talked about writing something every day. And I know there's another artist I heard recently yeah. did the same thing. But just to exercise that muscle mm-hmm. so it doesn't atrophy. Definitely. Um, and I don't know if that happens to you, but I know if I take a break from songwriting, picking it back up, it makes me nervous because I feel like I'm never going to be able to write good lyrics again. Um, but also, yeah, it sounds like you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I continuously write.
1: Like I've got my notes in my phone that I just, I fill it with just random little thoughts throughout the day. And sometimes I look back at them and I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. And then other times I'm we like having an awful, day. awful day and I get the best lyrics and I'm yeah. like, cool. How am I gonna use this in a song though? And like eventually you end up using them, but like yeah. sometimes it you just have to know that like when you write, not everything is gonna be like this is a song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like some people I've met that they're, they're just like, they just continuously write. And like I think like that works for some people, but I feel like you need to, if you just like everything that you write is something that you put out. Yeah. It's it's never going to be like your best work, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because the more you work towards a song, the better it'll be.
0: Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I've been struck with that initial idea for writing a song. I get stoked on it and I'll demo the whole thing out. And then if I start to think too much about it mm-hmm. and second guess certain parts and Uh, change the whole structure to where it's not that initial idea it almost I mean for me I like to stick with that initial idea the initial guitar part lyrics because like if I got stoked on that hopefully other people would be stoked on it Hmm. but uh, another thing I was going to ask you um, lyrically when you say you write a song revolved around Greek mythology or something do you The words you choose, do you choose them in a way so that people can still listen to the song and relate it to their life or themselves? Well,
1: I think that's what's nice about mythology is that, like, I never thought about it before I took the class, but, um, that it literally, you can relate so much to it, like, obviously Mm -hmm. you can't relate to, like, um, like different stories like Macbeth because most people yeah. don't go out and just like in a matter of a day just be like yeah. I'm gonna murder everybody and become king yeah, exactly so like you can't really relate to that but yeah. like you can relate to different parts of it so like Icarus is one of my favorite mythology stories is that his dad told him um because he made him wings or whatever. I don't know if any yeah. if is you that know. Is that the one where he
2: flew too? He flew close too close to the, the sun, sun oh,
1: okay. and he fell into the water and drowned, yeah. which is very morbid.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All all Greek mythology is morbid. I mean, look at Romeo and Juliet. Like with Shakespeare, it was originally um, a mythology story yeah. actually. Which I didn't know. Um, but like he flew too close to the sun, and I guess a lot of people can relate to like that part. Is that mm-hmm. you? You tried too hard. You yeah. just got like. You let things take control, and it ended mm. up like making you fall and yeah. kind of that end is, up losing really yourself cool. a little bit. And so that's definitely relatable. And so it's it kind of is just how you word it, yeah. And definitely how much you know about the mm-hmm. myths can definitely help. Yeah. But yeah, I try. I try and relate it to anybody, because like I don't really relate to Must Spin the Roses again, but I wanted other people to be related able to relate to it and after I performed it um, for the Rockstar Awards for Ethan Record um, my uncle told me that a girl had come up to him and was like wow I just I really felt that because she was moving out of town because she just had this awful breakup and she was like I really felt that and that always that always makes me feel so good when people are like I get that
0: that's the best
1: when people can relate to your music it's just like gives you that warm little like sunshine feeling and I you feel like yes yeah you're like I did something
0: now that uh, little side fun fact note that I just thought of you bringing up uh, Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. and talking about making lyrics relatable. Yeah, um, are you familiar with the song El Paso by Marty Robbins?
1: I've heard it, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to it.
0: Oh my! I'm gonna have to listen to, go listen to, to it some now. Marty Robbins. He has. I'm gonna go do it. I mean, some of his songs are pretty. He was like the outlaw country emo so
1: (laughs) that's right up my alley i'm gonna i'm gonna go listen to it on on the way eat after this yeah
0: but his song uh el paso it just i mean this is kind of unrelated but it just made me draw the the link between that because uh you know the the cowboy in it the main Mm -hmm. guy and in his story uh gets killed by other cowboys and then she ends up you know killing herself to be with him or whatever but uh yeah, it's like all those stories are timeless. So exactly. the fact that you're able to do that, and I mean, again, I'll say I'm not that much older than you. I'm only like six years older, but at 18, I was not writing stories. I was writing very cheesy Maybe not very cheesy, but definitely <laughs> nothing as profound as that, so I got give you mad well, props for it's that. It's the
1: one thing I got out of high school. Yeah.
0: Do you listen to Bob Dylan as well? Yes. Yes, and Bob, his yes. storytelling, Tom oh Petty. Gosh.
1: I feel like you're just a 10 times better as a songwriter if you can tell a
2: story. Yeah, agreed. just
1: feel like if you can get a story out of a song, yeah. you're, you're doing good things, and I'm very grateful that I learned how to do that. Yeah. Like, my teacher was so excited that she, part of one of my my uh, end-of-year projects, was singing my song in my Shakespeare class.
2: Wow. And
1: she was just so excited. She was like, I'm so glad that you were able to do that. And I was like, it's because of your class. I did not understand Shakespeare up until that, that so class. Cool. And so it's kind of just like, you always want to continue learning, just not because like, it's nice to learn, but also because it can help you with songwriting. Most people don't get that, like, Shakespeare could help yeah. you with songwriting. I didn't either. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, you know, that's the cool thing about songwriting and music in general is there's no formula, no, you know, one way ticket. And that's what, you know, the podcast thing, I made sure to let everybody know that there's no one way to do music, be a musician, go into the music industry, write songs. Yeah. You know, if it works for you, it works. So I just want to ask. So you said Bob Dylan, you mm-hmm. listened to Tom Petty, yes, another amazing storyteller. Yes. Um, how do you feel about Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie?
1: Oh my gosh, Death Cab for Cutie
0: is. You're telling my me. Band. Yes. Have you heard their new album? Thank you for today.
1: They have a new album out. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yes. Oh, I've been Go so home. busy. I haven't hear, heard any new music recently.
0: Yeah. Thank you for today. It's on Spotify. Shout out Death Cab, Ben Gibbard. You're always welcome on the podcast. Hit me up. Uh, you know, just in case. Yeah, you one it. of my
1: one of my favorite songs of theirs is, um, I think it's like Summer Skin. Oh yeah. And like it, it's like kind of creepy lyrics because like you peel off you your skin, your like you shed skin. it, yeah. and then, like that's kind of weird. But yeah. like it's so good. And oh yeah. I will that follow you into the dark. Plans. Obviously, yeah. just.
0: Yeah. That. Uh,
2: that whole album one.
0: plans my one of my favorite songs of all time is off of that album and it's called brothers on a hotel oh Bed. yeah and i, I actually have one. this plan to get this whole calf piece done um as a tattoo and it says in there on the back of a motorbike with your arms outstretched trying to take flight so it's going to be like a guy on a motorcycle and a girl yeah, on the definitely. Back, you know i'm gonna
1: her. i'm gonna end up being covered in tattoos because like do you have any now Well, I can't because with diabetes, you have to have a lower A1C and like I I was, yeah, I didn't like before I had diabetes, I didn't understand anything.
0: (laughs) Damn. But I'm sorry for always giving you crap for not having tattoos. Dude, Uh, you should have explained that to me.
1: Well, I'm going to get a tattoo that it's like my, it's like a thing that says, yo, this person has diabetes for like paramedics. Yeah. Because I can never find my jewelry that I'm supposed to wear
2: because I lose
1: everything. Like I've lost entire notebooks of songs and like I've lost like one shoe from a pair. Like it's, I'm, I'm bad, but I can't ever find that. So I like, I'm going to get that tattoo and then I want to get a ton of other ones that have like, Mm -hmm. like song lyrics and like pictures that relate to songs. Yeah. But, uh, you have to have like, I think like an A1C of like seven and I think I'm at nine right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is, you're not supposed to be that high. If you have that high of an A1C. And what um, is an A1C? Uh, the amount of sugar that's on your blood, if I remember okay. right. So it's like... You are I making was, me feel so yeah, uncultured the... <laughs> and
0: not like...
1: Yeah, but, no. It's, it's a lot of information. Yeah. Most people like don't know it until you've got diabetes. Like afterwards, I was like, wow, I'm kind of an asshole. Because yeah. I would give my friends <laughs> shit that had uh, diabetes. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, I think a lot of people like... More ignorant people just think that is it type one or type two? I have type get, one,
1: so like you can't get rid of the one type you're one. Born with? Well, actually, you sometimes you're or born you can with it. it. You can develop okay. it. I got it at 13, but it's not two like days from before eating. Easter. Oh, no,
0: that is very unfortunate.
1: I was so sad my mom didn't let me have candy. But the other oh.
0: one is like basically self induced,
1: right? Sometimes, sometimes it's genetic. Oh, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have ended up with yeah. that even if I didn't get type 1 because it, it, it runs I in our family. But um, it's it's always funny. People always, like, they'll say, like, oh, this is going to give me diabetes. And then they'll look at me and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, dude, I it's fine. And so, like, I'll make the jokes as well. I'm like, well, I can't get diabetes twice.
0: That's where you just and then my don't friends even just look, look up at me. and you go, no, you won't. And just keep scrolling through. Yeah, the
1: phone. I've, I've, I, I've, I, I've, it's kind of mean. But I like mess with my friends. Like sometimes I'll pretend like What's I'm really offended. I'm like, that really hurt. And I'm like I'm not good at pretending to dude, not. Because I'm just like, from that yeah, book. I couldn't. <laughs> I just I end up smiling. Yeah. And but when I do it correctly, they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. I was joking with you. It's all good. Oh man, <laughs>
0: that is funny.
1: Yeah. Definitely makes music a little bit difficult because performing, my blood sugars will skyrocket. Really? Yeah, like I'll go into like four hundreds, and the average person's at eighty, and so yeah. I'll go into like the four hundreds before I perform, and then I'll come off stage, and then I'll drop down to like forty mm-hmm. because it just like so adrenaline. Extreme, yeah. Yeah, and then also I like I used to have a lot of stage fright, and so that's bad, yeah. <laughs> and so it like screws with yeah. you a little bit. Yeah,
0: my uh, I talked about it on the last podcast I did. I was talking about when I started the Backseaters mm-hmm. and how my knees shake. Um, oh yeah, because like I played drums and sang for so many years, and when I finally got up to the microphone and I was standing, mm-hmm. uh. It's weird it happened the other night too we were playing like you Bose. like vibrate yeah my knees were shaking <laughs> but my voice was sounding on point yeah I vibrato for definitely
2: days. it's always um, funny.
0: you're
1: like I'm not nervous and then your body's like yes you are and you're like shaking
0: yeah so back to the music what are you listening to now like what is your I know that's like kind of a difficult question but the way I like to ask it because you ask what people are listening to and it's you know, whatever, but yeah. say you're going to get in the car or you're at home and want to listen to music, but you don't know exactly, like, what is your your fallback that you know, okay, I can put this band on shuffle and I'll be good.
1: Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. That is, is a wonderful album. The, I can shuffle that and just that is my go-to album. As for, like, right now what I'm, like, listening to, I listen to a lot of Halsey, like okay. obsessively listen to Halsey. She seems
0: super talented. I, like uh, she's
1: just, her voice is just so cool. Did you
0: see her at Red Rocks? I did. You did?
1: It was awesome. And I yeah. ended up, I'm like the queen of concerts. Okay, let me just, I am queen of getting to the front row and getting, so like we were up in general admission and I got mm-hmm. down almost to like row 20 by sitting on the side on one of the planner areas. Yeah. So wow. like it was awesome. And there were a bunch of, like, these, like, uh, sorority girls around me. And so we were all just, like, jumping around and screaming. And, like, normally (laughs) it's annoying at concerts. You're like, can you, like, shut up so I can hear? But, like, this was just Halsey. I can jam with some sorority girls jumping around. Like, there were even some, like, preppy dudes in front of me that were, like, jamming out to her song Sorry. And I was like, this is is where I'm meant to be right now. This is the place.
0: I'll have to check her out because, I mean.
1: Well, she writes stories. Like, people don't, really? like, people always write off, like, kind of, like, pop singers as, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're pop singers. They don't really have a story. But, like, again, yeah. she she has a bunch of songs that have mythology references in it. Like, she's right. got two songs that reference Icarus. And I'm, like, I can jam with this. This oh, is wow. this is my place. It was surprising. I was listening cool. to the album. And I was, yeah. like, wait. That's cool. All right.
0: Live, does she, does she play? Because, like. You saw Kendrick Lamar obviously. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like when a rapper will do a song with another song um, they'll like just let the backing track play with the other artist and then they sing their part. Does she um, play that chain smoker song and then yeah just she sing her she part? plays it
1: and sings hers. Okay, that's um,
0: awesome. Did you know? For oh no, the what people, am I gonna learn I don't know this is the first time I'm officially putting this out there. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready. The Chainsmokers ripped off the fray.
1: What What song did they rip off?
0: Over My Head.
1: Are you kidding? What?
0: Because if you oh. listen to the piano part at the end, it's identical to that Chainsmokers song. Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah. Wow. The only like rip off song that I've heard like as of recent was with the Flowbots and. Logan Paul, I think one of the Paul brothers, they ripped off uh handlebars. Flowbots ripped off. No, oh. the Flowbots song "Handlebars" got ripped off by them, oh. and so Jamie from uh Flowbots did a like like came back at him with a song. Mm-hmm. So
2: cool! Oh my gosh!
1: Oh, wow. Jamie's honestly the coolest person. Um, yeah. I've met Jamie and Stefan, and Stefan is the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Like. The Lovets are just like the coolest people. Are they
0: still going at it?
1: Yeah, they're yeah. going to be performing at the Youth on Record um, 10 Year nice. on the 13th. You guys should go I, uh, buy tickets if you're watching this.
0: Where is it at again?
1: Uh where is that? McNichols Center. McNichols Center. That's where it's at. I feel like I should know.
0: I know the Pepsi Center used to be called McNichols, didn't it? Or am yeah. I? Yeah, it's it's.
1: Like... I know it's it's going to be really cool. Okay. I'm also going to be performing at that, so. All right. Um,
0: so, the whole thing is when?
1: Um, October thirteenth. Where? McNichols Center.
0: How much are tickets?
1: Um, there's a different levels of it, so really, like, I'd just say go check Record. It's on their website. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I don't want to give the wrong prices because yeah. I would feel so bad if it was um too low. Yeah, I know yeah. Um, general admission are thirty, and then for okay. student it's fifteen, yeah. and that's that's without the dinner or the VIP experience, yeah. which sounds... if if you're gonna go, I'd say splurge, yeah. cause they they get some Fortific. nice catering, like yeah. the food is legit,
0: food good food
1: music, music. you get to yeah. see all the performances like it's it's a good time.
0: That does sound so awesome. much.
1: Flobots. Flow bots. That's the main one. Food, Flobots. Some local musicians performing. and Laura. Yeah, me.
2: Yes. I'm, um, I'm
1: the. Ooh, <laughs> I'm the star of the show. Not really.
0: But you could say that.
1: I can pretend. I say
0: things like that all the time about the backseaters. I don't know if you watched our documentary.
1: You. I'm learning so many things today.
0: But. Uh, I. I'm go watch it now. Actually, throughout it's like a little 10-minute mini-doc on my YouTube channel. If you just look up the making of the Phantom EP. Um, I love
1: watching those kind of videos. Yeah. So. I could go into a YouTube like hole of Definitely. watching all
0: of those videos. Well, that's, that's how I got on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of that video, I started off and I say, I'm just going to go on the record and say that this EP is going to be huge in Europe. it's gonna be gigantic and like that was just how we started the documentary and throughout the whole writing and recording process I would take snapchats instagram videos and just tell people and tag europe and that's great you know europe as a whole in every single one of our videos and uh we got quite a few different followers from there but um, the cool thing about CD baby, I, mean, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but have you gone on to like the, um, sales statistics and analytics or whatever?
1: I, yeah. Yeah. A and little bit
0: where you can like see where people are downloading and mm-hmm. listening to your stuff. We well, get... I have
1: that for Spotify. They have Spotify Artist. Yeah. And you can see all that. Like I've had some listeners, um, How? from, from Europe and, um, it's a little app. It's great. Um, and so you can see all your plays and the streams and who've added it who's added it to like playlists, how many people have. Get out of here. Really? Yeah. And so how like, do you do
0: that? It's an app called yeah, Spotify it's an app. Artist. So if you
1: just look up like Spotify Artist, it'll show up and it looks like Spotify but with like a little white background. Okay. On the app and it's it's really cool.
0: And then how do you log into it?
1: Just... You just you log in with your um your Facebook. artist profile kinda like Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's neat. But I didn't know about it difficult. and then I was like I'm one of those people that's like, I'm going to use every app that I possibly can. Yeah. Because, like, I've got an iPhone that's got, like, a ton of storage now. I'm like, I'm not yeah. used to this. And so I'm like, I'm going to have every app I can. There and you I go. found it and I was like, what is this? And it's pretty cool.
0: That sounds awesome because I always have to log into the CD Baby interface and go through. But yeah, it yeah. only
1: shows you your Spotify statistics. But
0: yeah, we get a lot of uh, Amazon UK downloads. Yeah. And, uh, surprisingly quite a few middle eastern um it'll just say i can never remember the countries i know india um but yeah yeah across the pond so i was like you know what Yeah, i've got We're I've got london
1: advertise. and i think at one point i got somebody in africa
0: that's the place <laughs> and then I like famous in london
1: yeah it's, europe is just i love europe
0: have you ever been there
1: no, I Me don't. Either. I'm too poor to travel. I'm also <laughs> too busy to travel. Even when I have money, I'm gonna have to be like schedule out like a month and be like, okay, I can't yeah. do anything. I'm really bad at that too because I just overbook myself and then I'm yeah. like, I'm not sleeping, yeah. running on caffeine and.
0: I know exactly how you feel. the The podcast thing and introducing this into it has oh, been gosh. Uh, <laughs> transition because I'm trying to stay as busy as possible with it. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been fun. Being busy is good. Yeah. So speaking of busy, you know it's perfect. What? It's like I have my notes. I make notes. That's not such
1: a surprise. Whatever. I'm a notes person too. Yeah. I gotta remind myself.
0: You know, you never know. I if Someone gonna come in here and go. Uh, I'm an artist. who play in a band. <laughs> and and. Me two years ago. Yeah. Me every day of my life. <laughs>
1: No, I, I ramble. I got to have like no cards. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you've heard me jump I mean, around from topic to topic to well, topic. Uh, but <laughs> what I was going to say, what's perfect is you keep setting me up for the transitions, So
1: Real, I'm doing good then yeah, today.
0: And this yeah. was not premeditated.
1: I honestly didn't even know what I was going to talk about today. I was just like, I was going to ask you and I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to wing it.
0: I mean, I wrote down some general, you know, ideas like I wanted to know about Youth on Record, what you were listening to, what you got you started. But I definitely wasn't planning on talking about Greek mythology and diabetes. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I I normally like I always like have to make sure that I don't over talk on those things because like, I I get really excited.
0: That's the great thing about this, though. It's long for. Yeah. <laughs> there's no rules.
1: There's music really doesn't have rules. It's, it's nice. Yeah.
0: So, speaking of Busy, what are your plans coming up? I know you said you have the gala on October 13th. Um, Actually, let's go the plans route. Like, what plans. is your plan for the future? Like, are you recording an album, an EP? Like, what is your... Um,
1: I'm two years into my five-year plan, which is... It's, I say plan, but it's really not a plan. It's just kind of like a, a general idea. And... Um, So in the next year, I want to have an EP done. Um, So by the end of 2019, I will have an EP. I don't know when in that span of the year, but I'm going to have an EP. Um, I want to continue performing for sure. And I definitely want to start collabing with more people. I've started to recently. like um, For my last month with my first
2: Mm -hmm. uh, gig
1: at Oscar Blues, I had a cellist come and play with me. It was that's me and the awesome. cellist and we did Mad World. Um, originally by uh Is Tears that for the Fears. Donnie
0: Darko song? Or is that
1: No, it's it's the originals Man, by Tears so for Fears. <laughs> um I didn't know that until I started doing the song. Yeah. So um and so we did that and then um I'm also like starting to write with more people just mm-hmm. in different genres. Like I'm gonna be doing a song with a rapper. That's
2: awesome. And like
1: I've done that before, but like I wanna actually get into doing more things with more people. I wanna Basically the main plan is to broaden the horizons. Yeah. I want to have my hands in every possible thing I can.
0: That's really
1: Because tight. the more versatile you are, the more gigs you can get. That's true. And so gigs pay money and I don't yes. have a job.
0: Wish I could say the same. Yeah,
1: I have to get one, but I'm going to work in the mornings.
0: There you go. That's the So way that way
1: because it's the only time in the day that I can guarantee nothing will happen. Because Youth on Record, they're great, but they always tell me things last minute, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. let's let's block out this time. And so mornings, I can work, and then I can still do gigs. I can still go run off to Youth on Record in the middle of the day, just randomly. There you go. I can go and get coffee. I'll be able to fund my uh, caffeine addiction. There you I, go. I um, drink a lot of tea and a lot of coffee.
0: Dad's going to save some money.
1: Yeah he really <laughs> likes when i make money because then i can buy us food because i got I it i got your plan lot.
0: just work at the coffee shop there See, it is there's the except plan. That i'm
1: afraid to work at a coffee shop
0: oh yeah you might because like back. i
1: know most coffee shops like you get like a certain amount of coffees every day that you work or for, for the yeah, hours but they hours
0: those little shot things you just as Yeah. Awesome. well as long as I... you don't start ducking behind the counter and taking <sighs> espresso shots yeah that's when i you know it would get bad yeah a little twitchy uh do you know where you're planning on recording?
1: Um, I'm actually so two places that I know for sure that I'm gonna record youth on record. Because mm-hmm. uh, because I'm a music ambassador, yeah. um, and because I'm just involved in them whatever, I can um like request time in their studio to record. Do you have to pay? Um or? yeah, you have to pay your engineers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um smart. but the engineer there the, at least the one I work with, his name's Jesus. Okay. He is legit. He helped me record um Must Spin the Roses there. Oh nice. Um and he's just like the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Um, he's one of the first like few people that I met at Youth On Record. hmm Um, and so he's really cool, but you you pay your engineers and you can record them, they've got a really nice studio and all these instruments available. And then I'm also gonna be working with my um my friend and co writer of Must Spin the Roses, Jeff Orweiler. Okay Um, he's got a studio in his basement. Um and the he can, with
0: really nice studio. You
1: know. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> with a big board.
1: Well, no. He doesn't have a big board. He do not recognize the big oh. board. And then Jeff's oh, okay. just got the coolest setup. Okay. So it's just like in his basement. But he can play pretty much any instrument known to man. And so like Must've Been the Roses, there are three people on that song. Yeah. And there's like ten or something instruments on there. And he played wow. all of them but the drums. And he can talk... Can, conducted the drummer. Like, we have a video of him conducting the drummer, and it's cool. Oh, that's funny. So those are the two places. That was a little bit of a long explanation. That's
0: all right. So the Youth on Record recording studio, like, do they have their own building where their recording studio is? Yeah, they have their own building. Okay, so it's It's not, like, um, a studio that they rent out. No, it's theirs,
1: which is really cool. So they've got, like, their their teaching space, and they've got um, a computer lab, and... They've got nice. some offices in the back for the people that work there. Okay. And it's down off of 10th and Navajo. And you can't miss it because there's like this big giant like metal tree looking thing in front of it. Okay. And they've got their own little outside stage. and.
0: Right on. That yeah. That sounds pretty awesome.
1: It's really cool.
0: Um, is there... We already talked about events. Anything you'd like to say or tell the people of the Don't Start a Band podcast Um, all of our friends and family
1: educate yourself before you start a band, before you start doing music, just make sure you educate yourself first yes you want to know what you're doing
0: see this podcast was awesome because we got super into the songwriting aspect and that was awesome I felt like I was rambling a little bit
1: so I'm glad you liked that
0: (laughs) I ramble all the time. <laughs> so I don't really notice when, unless someone's rambling to me about something that you I don't like, don't care about, then I notice that <laughs> they're rambling. But uh, yeah, we talked about songwriting, business. We covered it. Maybe cool. this podcast only needs four episodes. <laughs> Let it to rest. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Thank and you for
1: having me. This is my first like interviewee type thing. Really? Yeah. How'd I do? Great. Yeah? Yeah.
0: See other people will probably be better. So Oh, well, it's, it's probably... a lot more
1: like yeah. you do you, and I like that. Yeah. I don't I don't do good with structure, because then I get confused. Yeah. Which is normally the opposite. But I work better when I'm just It's better just free. to have a conversation. <laughs> so who else is on
0: your show on the sixth?
1: What? oh, I should probably talk a little bit about my show really quick.
0: On October sixth. October sixth. At Oscar Blues.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. Um, the food's great, but we're going to have a ton of people playing. Um, I know for a fact we're going to have Brother, and we're going to have Andrew from Thousand Miles of Fire. Um, we're going to have Joshua Trinidad, who is a wicked trumpet player. Um, we're going to have me. Um, we're going to have my friend Jeff playing as 10-Gallon Allen.
0: 10-Gallon Allen. Yeah, it's be. a nice
1: name. It's just yeah. him, but it's so cool. Um, we're going to have a ton of other artists, so like, go check it out come see it it's like 10 bucks and it supports Ethan Record so it's cool okay.
0: and there's links to all of that on your facebook and yep. everything
1: we post about it a lot awesome yeah that'll be I'm fun i'm excited
0: and uh, for the people listening what is the track we're going to be hearing is it must must have been the roses must is have it? been the roses yep okay
2: so
1: mm. i'm working sorry, on more
0: youtube but yeah. YouTube, if you go and check out her page, Facebook.com slash BaileyElora Music or check her out on Instagram, BaileyElora Music. Um, I think there's a link to it on Spotify on the yep. And
1: right? um in my Instagram bio, there's a link there too. Okay. Yeah. You can but, go to all my social medias and find out way too much about me. And
0: yeah. That's the literal point of the internet. Yep. If you're not Sharing. like internet. I mean caring. you can
1: message me and we can chit chat too about music um she I would say lot. just like be like normal with your comments yeah <laughs> but like, don't,
0: don't be a creep don't be weird
1: I've been told that in in a comment that I've been I look like a hotter Emma stone which I'm not sure is a, if it's a compliment or not.
0: I don't know. But I just said you look like Nora <laughs> Jones. See, I didn't yeah. say anything. See, yeah, Nora,
1: I get that a lot.
0: Nora Jones is super talented. I don't know what it is. I you don't know, either. It, it's more of like a first glance thing. Like now yeah, that I'm definitely. sitting across from you, you look like Bailey Elora. But yeah, yeah, don't creep because <laughs> she's not going to answer you. So if you're trying to be a... What are those people called? The um, trolls. Trolls, trying yeah. Trying to be an internet troll doesn't work for Bailey Alora, so. I mean, back you off. can
1: try. You can try trolling me, but it won't work.
0: She knows people I now do. because of the podcast. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for the listeners, you are about to hear "Must Have Been the Roses." So, thank you so much for coming Yeah, thank
1: out. you for having me.